Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Life is a series of choices, a series of decisions that we make day by day, sometimes minute by minute. And I assume that we want to make the right choices, but how do we do that? Today we join a large group of people who had the privilege of hearing Dr. Jennings speak in Allen, Texas, back in January of 2020. His seminar was entitled, The Power of Love, and we've been broadcasting those presentations week after week. His topic today is the seven levels of moral decision-making, and we'll hear about the first five on this presentation. Trust me, you're going to be inspired and possibly a little unnerved by what you hear, but stay with us. There are valuable lessons to learn along the way. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings begins today's presentation by answering this simple question— How do you know if something is right or wrong? Let's listen. Well, I'm going to walk you through the seven levels of moral decision-making, but the most basic level, the most primitive level is known as reward and punishment. This is something is right if you get a reward for it, and it is wrong if you get punished for it. That's how you tell whether something's right or wrong. This is the level of the Nazi soldiers. When they were asked, why did you kill people in the gas chamber and then burn them? Why did you do that? Well, because if we didn't, we'd get court-martialed and we would have been punished since it was right for us not to be punished. Very basic, very primitive level. This is the level of a slave. And thus, this was the level of ancient Israel while they were slaves in Egypt, doing what they were told to avoid the lash. At level one, understanding a ruler must be powerful. Rulers establish their right to rule by powerful displays of might and power, taking vengeance on their enemies, thus instilling that sense of we better obey them because they're the one who can give us the worst punishment. They're the one we should follow. They're the most powerful. Mercy or failure to inflict punishment is viewed as weakness and immorality by level one thinkers. People at level one see a God of mercy, one who does not inflict punishment as a marshmallow God and insists that God must use his power to inflict torment and death upon the disobedient. God, though, is a God of grace. He tries to, just as a parent, will try to teach their children at all stages of development, their youngest children, their oldest children, and you speak at different levels. God tries to reach everybody wherever they're at in their developmental stage, and so he will speak to people that are at level one, and he speaks to them, and this is the ancient Israel as slaves in Egypt. God took vengeance On the gods of Egypt, the ten plagues were not against the people. They were exposing all the gods of Egypt as false gods. So God displayed his power with these plagues and the impotence of the Egyptian gods. And it says in Deuteronomy 29, 6, I did this so that you might know I am the Lord your God. You might know I'm powerful. I'm the real deal. All these others are fakers. It's me, the powerful one. I can expose all those other guys. That's what that was about. Level one. God's powerful. Level one that was so primitive, it doesn't actually require a brain. It doesn't. Thinking is completely sidelined. Animals, plants, even bacteria will avoid painful or destructive stimuli and grow towards rewarding stimuli. 
This level of functioning is not worthy of beings created in the image of God. In fact, it is Satan's goal to destroy your capacity for thinking, for reasoning, for loving, and turn you into a brute beast, a creature of instinct, fit only to be caught and destroyed, as Peter describes. That's Satan's goal. Turn us into level one thinkers. Level two is marketplace exchange. This is the quid pro quo. You do something for me in return for something of agreed upon value. This was ancient Israel at Sinai when the law was read. We've got a deal. The Lord says he'll bless us with all this stuff if we keep all these rules. So, okay, we got a deal. We'll keep the rules, you bless us. Level two thinking. This is also the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth mentality. Vengeance is a moral duty at level two thinkers. To not pay somebody back with equal amounts of pain and suffering is considered immoral. Now, it would also be immoral to give them more than they deserve, but it's required to give them as much as they deserve. This is what you see a lot of countries still in the world in societies practice this level of morality. Eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. This is also the health wellness gospel. If you say this prayer every day for 30 days, then God will give you more wealth and expand your power and territory. Heaven becomes a great vending machine that if you just figure out the right heavenly coin, claim the right Bible promises, do the right rituals, do the right prayers, well, if you do it all in the right way, you do your, then you get to put it in the heavenly vending machine and get out the blessing you've asked for. Let's make a deal. We've got deals we can make. Level two barely requires a brain. Thinking at this level is very minimal. Animals like dolphins, monkeys, dogs can do all kinds of tricks in exchange for treats. The motive here is very self-centered, self-referenced, self-focused. Level two, functioning is not worthy of beings created in the image of God. Put it to you this way, God does not want the obedience of a well-trained dog. It's not what he wants. He doesn't want us to do things in order to get a treat. Level three, social conformity. Right and wrong is determined by a consensus of the peer group. The peer group is doing it. The community is doing it. So this is a team that says, hey, mom, hey, dad, everybody's doing it. I'm sure we've all heard that one, right? Must be right if everyone else is doing it. Individual vengeance is not allowed at this level, but group punishment is mandatory. You deviate from the group norm, the group must punish the deviant. And you see this a lot. This was ancient Israel when they wanted their kings. All the other nations have kings. We, we, we should have kings too. That's the, right, that's the right way to do things. Level three doesn't require thinking. People operating at level three look to others, to the group, to determine what's right and wrong. Hey, what, what's everybody else think? Tell me, what are y'all doing? Many herd animals follow the crowd, even if it's right over a cliff. Again, this level of functioning is not worthy of beings created in the image of God. Level four, law and order. Right and wrong is determined by a codified system of rules with externally imposed punishments. Judgment is deferred to the elected or otherwise constituted authorities. Authority figures are rarely questioned. Well, he must be right because he's the judge or he's the mayor, he's the president, he's the pastor, he's the pope, he's God, he's the prophet. Uh, If the Bible said it, I believe it, that settles it. Who are you to question what the Bible says? It's the rule. This is ancient Israel at the time of Christ. Jesus, we have a law, and you're breaking it. This is much of our modern world and so-called civilized societies with our imposed laws and judicial systems and coercive enforcements. 
And this is the highest level the sinful human mind can conceive. And this is why we constantly corrupt Christianity with this level of thinking. Because the highest level we conceive, and it sounds so fair, it sounds so right, we call it the rule of law. No one is above the law. That's so fair. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're a king. It doesn't matter if you're a prince. It doesn't matter if you're a president. No one is above the law. That's righteous. That's the highest level a human mind can conceive. And that's why we continually corrupt Christianity with this human concept of law and order, right and wrong. Level four has a minimal level of thinking. At level four, you don't really have to understand reasons for things. You simply have to understand the rules. What's the law? What's the rule? What am I required to do? What's the right checkbox? Don't have to understand why. Don't have to consider variables or options. The rule says it. You must do it. Very simple, straightforward. Security at this level is found in rule keeping. I can't be punished if I'm keeping the rules. I can't be tagged out if I'm on base, God. I was baptized in the right way. I go to church on the right day. I dress in the right clothes. I eat the right foods. I'm on base. You can't tag me out, God. Legal religiosity. And when you get into the legal religiosity and you operate in this level... You are on your base and you can't be tagged out, but you sure are vigilant to find everybody off base so you can tag them out. Security is found in law keeping or in legal loophole law keeping. Substitutionary law keeping. I can never keep the law. I can't stay on base. But thank the Lord, Jesus was sent to stay on base for me and he kept the law perfectly. And now I don't have to keep the law. I just claim the legal law keeping of Jesus who goes in my book in heaven. And now I'm declared to have kept the law even though I never kept the law. Legal loophole law keeping. Level five, love for other people. Right is determined by doing what is actually beneficial in the eternal cosmic sense, in God's order of things for other people. We realize that people have value regardless of the law. Thus a person operating at level five during the time in America where there was Jim Crow laws that discriminated would treat African-Americans with equality and not discriminate even though the law said they should discriminate. Level five doesn't make their decision based on rules or laws, but what's actually best for people. Rights are determined not by a checklist or a rule book, by doing what's actually good for others. This was Jesus healing on the Sabbath, socializing with tax collectors, touching lepers. Also the story of the Good Samaritan, the apostles picking grain, David and the showbread. I love the Samaritan story. Get your mind around this Good Samaritan story for a moment. In the story, the parable that Jesus tells, there are some actors. There's a priest. There's a Levite. There's an injured man. There's a Samaritan. You all know how the story unfolds. Who is the person who is right with God in that story? The Samaritan. Now get your mind around what I'm about to tell you now. How many Sabbaths does Samaritan keep? How many sacrifices does he make at temple? How many kosher diets did he eat? How much tithe was he paying to the temple? Do you understand he was not keeping any of their law, but he was right with God? Do you see why they wanted to stone Jesus? Because they're operating at level four, 
Level four is rule keeping. Jesus was showing that it's not about keeping a list of rules. It's about being transformed in your heart where you operate in harmony with the law of love and you treat others well. Level five, the first level that moves the decision-making away from self to others. First four levels, it's all about self. Am I going to be punished? Am I going to get a good deal? Am I going to be accepted? Am I going to get in legal trouble? It's all about me. Level five, it's not about me. It's about what can I do for you? How can I bless you? How can I love you? This requires consideration of various options. What do you actually need? What is in your best interest? This level does not require high cognitive intelligence. It requires emotional intelligence, compassion, and actual love for other people. If you've ever met people with Down syndrome, they might never pass a Bible exam in a university. They might never be able to even read and write well. But I've met many, and they love people. And in fact, if the Sanhedrin would have been made up by Down syndrome people, when they brought Jesus before them, they would have given him a group hug. It's about right motives, not right answers. Except you become like little children. You can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, our time has flown by, but we still have a couple more levels to examine, and we'll do exactly that on our next broadcast. Be sure to tune in. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. By the way, I invite you to stop by comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings and his team have made available many resources for us to enjoy on our journey of understanding and discovery when it comes to the character of God and the truth about God. That's all at comeandreason.com. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Together.